Hello, and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast. I am Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. All right, so we have... We're going to do, for the intro this week, we're going to do a very teeny tiny movie review because uh, we're going to review a very teeny tiny movie. And by we, I mean me. So, uh, on Sunday the 13th, Lifetime premiered a 15-minute mini-movie, which was really just a 15-minute ad for KFC, starring Mario Lopez as a young Colonel Sanders. I watched it and took a copious amounts of notes for a 15-minute mini-movie. I took almost as many notes for this as I did for any movie in December. Oh my gosh. So, (laughs) it was about almost nothing. So, (laughs) there's a family. (laughs) It, It was as close to nothing as a movie could be about. So, there's this family who, like, the dad and husband dies. And he died leaving a bunch of debt. So the daughter has to marry a rich guy, but the daughter doesn't want to marry the rich guy. She doesn't love him. And so uh, she's trying to figure out what to do with her heart and if she wants to marry for money or not. And then Colonel Sanders walks in, Mario Lopez, and he's like, hey, I'm the new chef and I'm hot. And so now the main character is like swooning over this guy. And this is just in the first like 90 seconds. Good grief, dude. And so it's about her fiancé or wannabe fiancé and her mom trying to convince her to marry for money. And so I'm going to tell you three things, and I want you to tell me which of these crimes happened in this 15-minute movie. All right? Okay. Was there attempted murder, kidnapping, or extortion attempted murder and extortion well it was all three of them all oh three of those gosh. things happened within 15 minutes oh, um <laughs> so and there's just so much to unpack here that's why it's kind of all like scrambly the best thing about this is it's your stereotypical hallmark movie but It's not drawn out. It's crammed into 15 minutes. So it's every weird plot point and twist and turn that you'd expect a Hallmark movie to take. But in just 15 minutes, it is like it it is a pure injection of Hallmark cheesiness. And what I love the most about it is everyone in this little mini movie is trying to be like, This is Hallmark acting, and I don't want to marry him because I don't love him. I like him instead. And then Mario Lopez is just like, hey, guys, I'm here to cook the chicken. Dude, that's (laughs) awesome. That's exactly what I wanted him to be. And there's at about like nine or ten minutes in, there's a, a plot twist where we find out that the main character's mom has been sleeping with her fiancé, or, like, wannabe fiancé. And so, that's, like, a whatever, plot twist, whatever. Weird, definitely weird. But, like, it got me thinking, like, hey, if you need the daughter to marry for money, but you're sleeping with her supposed fiancé, why don't you just marry him instead? I feel like there's kind of an unnecessary gap that you created 
that you could fix yourself. Yeah, it's definitely one of those like, win-win, I'll marry who I want, and you can marry the guy for money. Why Why is all this other stuff going on? And I love just the colonel's like, so where am I going to cook this stuff? What's your kitchen, look, what's your kitchen the- setup look like? That is his entire part of the movie for something that was hyped up as like, this is a lifetime KFC movie. Colonel Sanders is in like four minutes of it. He is in like less than a third of this mini movie. And also it just had very little to do with KFC or chicken in general. There's one scene where the wannabe fiance is like, I found your secret chicken recipe. I'm going to give you $500,000 to leave my fiance alone. And I won't leak this to the public. And first of all, this guy just dolled out like $500,000. Like it was nothing. He's like, uh-huh, easy Wait, you just say 500,000 as in half a million. I did say I, that is exactly <laughs> what I said. This I've explained oh, literally everything that's happened in this mini movie. Like, uh, the colonel gets kidnapped. Uh, the fiance's best friend gets hit with um, like a fire starter or fire poker. And then so like there's so much that happens in this in these 15 minutes. There's no flow to it at all. They're just scenes that happen back to back. But it was somehow perfect in every way, shape and form. So it's a KFC commercial. How much product Correct. placement was there? Almost none. What? <laughs> other than the f- dude, other than the fact that like it's Colonel Sanders and he has like the white hair and the mustache and the glasses, they hardly talk about chicken. There is very little chicken talk in this. Fi- I expected it to be like at least seventy five percent chicken talk. It's like ten fifteen percent. So they really just tried to make a movie. Yeah. Good grief, dude. That's wild. I think they doubled down on the cheesiness and the campiness and. I'm here for it. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Mwah. All right. 10 out of 10 would recommend. That's his official rating, ladies and gentlemen. You said it's 15 minutes. Where the, where can they find it? Um, I think it's still on the Lifetime website. I have not checked and I will not check when I release this episode. So yeah. I'm sure somebody pirated on YouTube. It's KFC. They won't mind. <laughs> yeah. They're like free promo. All right. Well, you know what? I might actually watch this. 15 minutes is... Not that much of a commitment, and uh, we've spent uh, half that much time talking about it. So, is I'm it a, a Christmas you know, movie? No, nope, it's not. Okay, nope. They just Good aired it. Or they just aired it with their Christmas batch. I guess whatever. <laughs> Sounds good. I, I might actually have to watch this one then. All right, are you ready to talk about the movie? Let's do it. This week, we watched Edward Scissorhands as week four of five of December. Mm-hmm. So if you want to skip the movie conversation, uh, here's your time code for that to skip ahead. Time code 3147. All right. Um, Alex, I think we messed up again. Um, I was told by multiple sources that this would be, you know, a good Christmas movie to watch for Christmas because it's our Christmas episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, did not get strong Christmas vibes from this movie. There's like one scene that takes place around Christmas, but, uh, it, yeah, I think we messed up and chose the wrong holiday movie again. Uh, do you think Sweeney Todd would have been a a better Christmas movie? Oh, no, 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 not even a little. 
at least this one had a Christmas tree in it. Yeah. This yeah, I guess this had like that classic Christmas like morality to it. Like we cared about you all along. That kind of thing. But when two thirds of your movie doesn't even mention Christmas, hard, doesn't even mention snow or the winter season, I didn't even know what time of the year it was until they started putting up Christmas decorations. So to everyone who said this would make a good Christmas movie and it would fit in your December theme, we appreciate you, but you were wrong. That being said, it's a, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Is it though? Yes. Is it though? Yes. Um, it's not a great movie. It's not a great movie. But it's better than okay. No. I think it's okay. I think it is Hey, okay. Alex. Hey, Alex. Hey, Alex. I think you don't like Johnny Depp movies. I don't think that's true at all. I don't like... I knew I didn't like Tim Burton movies. And this is... Heavy on the Burton, bro. Heavy. But on what Burton. I'm saying is, this is our fourth Johnny Depp movie, and it's the third one you haven't liked. Uh, I don't know if I like Depp pre like '95, and I know Gilbert. When was Gilbert again? 2004. Like '92. No. What? No. What was the one? Secret was Window was 2004. Secret Window. Yeah, that movie. Listen, that was not Johnny Depp's fault. That was just a bad movie. But like Pirates, I'm on board with all the Pirates. Donnie Brasco, I'm super excited for next week. Um, he's done a movie, a couple gangster movies um, that I'm on board with that I've seen. Um, so I know I like Johnny Depp. Okay. I just think we just... Listen, we're not doing this podcast for me. We're doing it for you, audience. So this movie was Okay. And I know I'm not in the majority because IMDb rates it as 7.9. And that's just a ridiculous. Which is a little rate. high. I would not give it a 7.9. I think, I think it's a I classic. I do not agree with that 7.9. It's I do, definitely I, a classic. It's definitely a classic. It's an okay classic, though. There's plenty of classes that I'm like, yeah, okay. You know? So it is what it is. I, I was not sold on this movie. Um, but it's a Tim Burton thing. And as far as Tim Burton movies go, it's one of his better ones. Not his best one, but it's one of his Which better ones. Which I was looking into like the trivia for this movie, and Tim Burton says that he doesn't really care for this movie. Which is weird. Because I, I agree, I, think, I definitely dude, think this is weird. Of the movie of the Tim Burton movies that have heavy Tim Burton influence, this is definitely his better one. Like of this is definitely one of his better movies. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he doesn't like this movie. I think he knows it's not his best movie, but I think he liked it. But dude, I don't know. I'm going through Tim Burton now. I know whatever. We do whatever we want on this podcast. Um Edward Sitter's hands, Corpse Bride, Sweeney Todd, and Frank and Weenie are like his four known for. Um Beetlejuice, Batman Returns are also very high on there. Batman Forever. Dude. Alice, oh, the whole Alice in Wonderland stuff. He did not direct Batman Forever. Hold on, let's get that out of the way. He did not direct Batman Forever. That was that was Joel Shoemaker, Joel Schumacher. He, he might have a been producer, a producer, but didn't yeah. direct it. He was in. I'm, I'm looking at his producer credits. So he's just a producer on it. Directing, 
He directed Beetlejuice 2. He directed 2019's Dumbo. Yeah, it was bad. I didn't know that. It was that. a bad movie. Uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, Frank and Weenie, Alice in Wonderland, Sweeney Todd, Corpse Bride, Planet of the Apes, 2001, Mars Attacks, Batman Returns, Edward Scissorhands, Batman, Beetlejuice. Um, Yeah, bro, these are not my movies. I'm just not a Tim Burton fan. He's a vibe. Like, I get why people like him. Like, I get why people like Avril Lavigne. Like, I get, I get it. It's just not my thing. You feel me? I, I'm just sitting here taking it all in because we now exist in a society where you just compare Tim Burton to Avril Lavigne. And I kind of just need to let that process for a second. Sure. I mean, yeah, you do your thing. But okay. So we should get back to like the movie and not Tim Burton. Right. Because I think there's this movie has a lot going for it and a lot going against it. Because like the first, because it takes a long time to set up this movie. I think there's a lot of establishing shots, a lot of shots that exist purely for the aesthetic of it, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's okay for a little bit, but it drags on for like 10, 15 minutes. Not a big fan. But when Edward first appears, uh, when Edward first appears and he's like hidden in the shadows and he like slowly walks forward, I'm like, I don't know what the tone of this movie is going to be, but. That segment right there was very creepy, yeah. and I, I just appreciated that shot. Also, um, I don't know how old the community decided Edward Scissorhands was, but I think it was a lot younger than how he looked. Because when... I think he was supposed to be uh, a teenager. Yeah, he didn't look like it. He looked 25. And so when he's asked, like, oh, where are your parents? Do you know where your parents are? I'm like, that is not a question you ask someone in their mid-20s, which he very clearly looks like. Maybe that's just me, but I felt like um, it it was weird because I was definitely not on the same page as the movie. I think it was one of those things that, like, he might have looked older, but he acted younger. And, like, he'd been alone for a long time. So I'm like, I get that he's probably, like, he could be literally anywhere from, like, 16 to, like, 24. But, like, because yeah. he's been by himself, he's kind of, like, um, he's just childlike. Um, So it was just weird for him. Like, it felt like a kid who was going through puberty kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So it, was, it just came off weird. And I think the they set it up so you knew about how old he was supposed to be because they asked some questions like that. Um, but it was it was definitely weird, bro. The parallels between this movie and the Grinch in the beginning is ridiculous. Like Macy pointed out, like dude, this these houses look like Whoville. He lives on a mountain by himself. It's rumored that a monster lives there. Then a lady who goes out by herself just knocks on the door, and it's a guy who has little to no human interaction. And then he comes down and he's like interacting with these people and everyone freaks out because the guy in the mountain, then he gives everybody a bunch of weird haircuts. Then like a family falls in love with him or, and then he gets banished or what? Dude, it was just, there's the pair, the parallels were weird. It was weird. Um, it, I don't know. So it, check dude, out movie. next week on NBC when Matthew Morrison plays Edward Scissorhands and Edward Scissorhands, the musical live. That joke I, wasn't for you and I'm okay with that. Okay. I figured I'm like, that's just a reference. I don't <laughs> get. This is for somebody else listening at home. Um, But yeah, 
I don't know. It just wasn't was it was just a, a vibe. Um, I going through the trivia like the housing, the house is all having a certain color, the cars all having a certain color, the costumes all having a certain color. Now I know why he did that. It was just so like you were looking at the world from Edward's perspective of he's never seen these colors before, so everything's colorful. Um, yeah. But when I was watching the movie, I'm like, oh, this just hurts my eyes. Like this, <laughs> this is crazy to look at. So like the kitsch kind of made me uncomfortable, but it's just all an aesthetic. It's it's like the the costumes, all that stuff is an aesthetic. Dude, this this movie got nominated for an Oscar for makeup. That makes sense. That shouldn't happen. That makes sense. No, it doesn't make sense. I I know now it does make sense, and I know why they didn't win because his scars look so fake. His makeup, you could see. There's a couple close ups. I'm like, oh, don't punch in, don't punch in. They punch in, so you can see his face. You just see the cake. He's like, oh, it's obvious he's not that pale. Yeah. Come on, bro. It just do better. I feel like I don't. I'm, dude. I'm. I'm talking. I'm making it up like I'm. I'm in the industry. I don't. I don't know how much makeup has changed in 30 years. Um. But I can tell you from watching this movie, it's a lot. Because every time someone got cut or there was blood, I'm like, yeah, it's fake. It's fake. Don't believe it. Yeah. The don't the blood it. did. How look much of this movie did you like know about water. going in? Uh, very little. I knew Winona Ryder was in it. I knew it was a Tim Burton movie. Um, not a lot. I thought it was going to be much creepier. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like guy terrorizes town, not guy gets adopted like a lost puppy. So I had a very different idea of what the tone was going to be going into it. Me too. Exactly the same. I'm like, oh, he's going to be a problem. Like he's going to kill people. Yeah. No. I wrote down. Not at all. I wrote down a note that like this movie is funnier than I thought it was going to be. Like it was a much more lighthearted tone than I anticipated. Oh, for sure. And they also use his scissors for every possible way you could use scissors. I think this movie doubles down on like the campiness of it. Because I thought that like the way he um, does that little fluttering with his hands when he's doing like an active cutting job, like when he's fluttering around Mm -hmm. the hedges and when he does the flutter for the haircuts, I'm like, this is a very campy way to avoid having to show what he's doing. And I'm very much okay with that. Yeah. I'm just like, what are the alternatives? He actually cuts their hair. We all know that's impossible, you know? So I kind of dug it. I'm like, Oh, it's just, it's just funny. I, the whole movie, I was just waiting for something bad to happen, to be honest with you. Like, when he first picks the door because they get locked out of the house, I'm like, oh, this is foreshadowing. But, like, for, yeah. like, 50 mm-hmm. minutes in, I'm like, oh, now the bad stuff is happening. Um, I don't know. Do we want to jump into spoilers soon? Yeah, we can get in spoilers soon. But uh, what did you think about okay. um, in the beginning and the end, how it's kind of told notebook style, Princess Bride style of let me tell you a story? So unnecessary. I'm not a fan of that style to begin with. I think we've mentioned it before on previous movies. I just, I'm not a fan of it. And this one was unnecessary. I could have done without it. When it got to the end, I forgot that that was the setup. Because the whole story is about why there's snow in this, you know, 
what's supposed to be like a suburban Los Angeles area. Why is there snow here? And then it's a two hour movie explaining why. And then it basically closes like, and that's how we have snow. And I'm like, I forgot. That's why we were doing this. Right, dude. It was, it was so weird. turns out the whole movie is an Avon commercial. I'm like, is she selling real products? I'm pretty sure Avon is a real product. It's a real yeah. brand. Turns out the whole thing's a commercial, mm-hmm. which is not true, but it felt like that. Also, um, everywhere, like when they first go to his house and you see a bunch of this stuff getting trimmed, like from the outside, it looks super gross and scary and you go in and everything's well manicured. It took me about half a second to be like, wow, who manages all this stuff? I'm like, he lives here by himself. <laughs> And then I realized, oh, yeah, he's got scissors for hands. What else does he do? Also, in regards to the house, I thought that that mansion was incorrectly themed. Be- purely because the inventor was a very lighthearted person. Like, he made cookies in the shape of hearts. And that's not yeah, the kind yeah. of person that lives in a gray monochromed mansion. Yeah, this story is basically like a modified Frankenstein, but the Frankenstein who genuinely cares about this person. Yeah, so I feel like it would have made more sense if the inventor wasn't so happy-go-lucky, just to kind of like match the theme of that mountaintop mansion. Because like he spends yeah. like nights on end trying to teach Edward manners. That's not the kind of guy that lives in a house like that. Right. Or maybe I'm yeah, crazy. Uh, dude, I think I think you're totally right. All right. You want to dive into some spoilers from the movie that came out before we were born? Yes. If you want to skip the spoiler section and you want to go watch this movie for yourself after you heard us not love it, uh, here's your <laughs> time code. Time code 3147. So I think this movie had a big problem with secondary characters. Oh, for sure. Like, I understand that I was not supposed to like the neighborhood of housewives. Like, obviously, they were not. We were not on their side. But the character that was dubbed the old loon and was like spitting prophecies or whatever and trying to, you know, warn the family of having Edward around like one. Not an intimidating character at all. Hey, yep. I was not scared by her. She was speaking nonsense. Normally, I feel like if you have like an old loon character, they have like frizzled hair and they're hunched over and they're unkempt. Like she was the opposite of that. It felt very non-threatening. I felt like I just needed to call a manager and everything would be taken care of. Right. Also, the entire neighborhood just dismisses her. Yeah. And not only does she get dismissed by the neighborhood, she just doesn't come back. Yep. She's in like the first act. And I'm like, oh, and she, it's like, this should be foreshadowing, but it's not. It's not. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Also, dude, why were all the housewives so freaking horny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, just... I guess, I guess that's the expense of, you know, being home by yourself all day, every day. I think that's kind of the stereotype. But watching it all take place on, you know, as we established, like, a 17-year-old, 17, 18-year-old who has, like, 
the maturity of someone much younger than that was not great to watch, actually. Yeah. Dude, also, like, the cattiness of the neighborhood, of the whole phone call scenes. Be like, what's going on? What's going on with Peg? What's going on with Peg? Dude, that was just weird. I'm like, okay, we get it. We get it. They're really interested. When Edward first shows up, they stay at her house, in front of her house, trying to get a peek at Edward, from the middle of the day until nightfall. Oh, yeah. There is a change of light between when they show up and when they decide to leave. Like... How long have you guys been talking about this? Right. Get a hobby. They truly got nothing else going on. But also, dude, like, it, dude, it just, it blew the whole thing. I was just like, okay, so they obviously don't see males, guys, very often. However, everyone completely dismisses the fact that he's got scissors for freaking hands. <laughs> Totally cool with that. That he does not know Worst how Worst thing to... they say is, hey, I know a doctor who can help you take care of that. They say it like two or three times. But other than that, all the chicks, totally down with it, man. Um, The one thing I didn't love about, like, I felt like could have been a little bit more clean in regards to his scissor hands is I feel like he never got better with them. You know, he knows how to perform you know hedge artistry and knows how to perform perform haircuts on you know people and animals and nobody's ever gotten hurt but the one time he's like don't worry i'm just trying to help you when he um is trying to help kevin like yeah he scratches him up like four times like bro you are better than you are objectively better with your hands than this yeah dude you've been working what's on going on face you've done the entire town's hair and you didn't cut any of their faces. How are you doing it now? Also, he's like cutting up fine pieces of paper for when Kevin does show and tell. So it's obviously going to be delicate. It just didn't make sense at all. Also, dude. Okay, let's talk about Winona Ryder, bro. I was going to say, I was kind of keeping a mental track. Like, can we go this entire discussion without talking about Winona Ryder? Because that's how not relevant she is in this movie, despite being second build. Yeah, she's the love interest. She's cute. She's cute. Yeah. I get like, okay. 1990 Winona Ryder. You know, what's yeah. not to love about that? Yeah. Um. It just, uh, she went from I love you to I hate you to I love him in a week, two days, three days. Yeah. It, it, it was not very deep she was not a deep character yeah i mean also she was a high schooler so you can you can say i love you to three different people in one week and no one bats an eye so as soon as that happened i'm like oh yeah doesn't matter it's on brand bro listen when she doesn't show up until 40 minutes into the movie to begin with i know that this is not her movie she's just there I feel like the characters were haphazardly thrown together. I loved Alan Arkin in this movie, by the way. Yes, I really liked him. Though, like, because he he was just so laid back. Like, oh, see, I think we need to give you a lesson in ethics. And it's just, he's just that so That scene was chill. so uncomfortable. That scene was so uncomfortable. Yeah, dude. What do you think about the lemonade scene? Which one's the lemonade scene? You'll have to remind me. Um... So Kim comes back, middle of the night, and then she comes in, freaks out. He pops the water belly. 
So um, Edward and Bill go downstairs and he just pours him a hefty glass of whiskey, gives him a straw. Oh, it's like, right. don't yeah, worry, yeah, it's yeah, lemonade. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he gets yeah, yeah, yeah. wasted. Yeah. I thought I thought that scene was funny. It was very charming in and of itself. But then when it comes back, like literally one scene later, I I thought that was fun. I thought that I thought that was a fun combination of sequences. Right. Another classic combo of like, oh, this movie was supposed to be funny. Didn't know that. Did not know that going in. Yeah, I th- I think this movie does charm very well. I think this movie wanted an aesthetic, seeked out that aesthetic, and achieved it. And there are moments where it shines better than other places. And that was definitely one of those moments. So this is actually um, Johnny Depp's first character post-21 Jump Street TV show. and But the thing is, this is what everyone says, oh, he's a character actor. And in this movie, he says 169 words. He doesn't talk. So like, no, he doesn't. When he does talk, it's like, you're welcome. Thank you. That's nice. Yeah, they're mostly platitudes. We went to uh, the salon. We went to the back room and she took her clothes off. And it never comes back to that. It's discussed for like 15 seconds when there's some rape accusations. And they're like, oh yeah, that's not important. And they just move on with the story. Dude, it was that was so weird and so clunky. Because it's obvious that this character has a crush on him. They go up into a back room. And this guy obviously doesn't talk. And then there's a whole fiasco of the chair tips over. He gets super embarrassed, leaves. And then he goes to lunch with the entire family. Says he took off a chick's clothes. Or she took off her own clothes. And it doesn't get discussed for the rest of the movie. Except a small sexual assault allegation later. And then just doesn't come up again. Yeah, I think that there's just, in general, a lot of things that seemed important at the time until we get to the end when, like, the actual important stuff starts to happen. Yeah, I think this this movie does loose ends really well. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I wanna touch on, I think, something that is very good that we need to talk about is mm-hmm. uh, the score is incredible. The music in this movie is just fantastic. Right. Danny Elfman did the score for this and he scores a lot of tim burton stuff and it's just it was definitely a very good redeeming quality for me as i thought the music was just the music is iconic yeah i think that's one of the reasons this movie is a classic it's because because of the score but overall i think i'm gonna give this a flat seven okay so now i need to compare this to the other movies we've watched with him this month and what i gave those I think this movie is a six, two and a half. So I'll give it a six point two five. Okay. For me, could be better, could be worse. It was very okay. I get why it's a classic. It's a nineteen ninety. I'll give it a lot of, um, slack. I'll cut it some slack, but uh, just not my thing. But totally get why some people would like this. Totally get it. Um, do you want to welcome back our non-movie listeners? Hello, non-movie listeners. Don't know why you skipped out on a movie that came out 30 years ago, but I respect your decision. All right. So now we move on to the improv segment and we are going back to one we did a few weeks ago. And this improv segment is called 
podcast pick-me-up. Alex, would you like to explain what we're doing? Yeah. So usually after a movie that we're like not 100% sold on, we like to do a pick-me-up. And this pick-me-up is pickup lines. It's a little improv game where it starts by one of us giving the first half of a pickup line. Um, and then we proceed to act out a scene where one of us hits on the other and mid scene, they have to drop the original first half and then make up a second half on the spot. And sometimes it goes well. Most of the time we'd get water in our face. I'm implementing a no cheering rule for this episode. (sighs) How, how are people supposed to know if it's good then? Cause they're all, we have to sit in it. Because we have to sit in it. This is the we have to sit in it episode. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Even when when it's good then, it's going to feel like we're bombing. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go first then? Or do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I'll go first. You can give me something. Okay. Okay. Are you a shower? Um, We are going to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. This is is my least favorite part is coming up with locations. Um. (laughs) Greg, just find <laughs> just where do you meet people? It can be there. Okay, so we are we are in the bathroom section at Lowe's. Uh, sure. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna really we're gonna really double down on the awkwardness of this one. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause that's where Hold the single ladies to, go. I <laughs> also have to think of one that's. I also have to think of one that's not just straight up not safe for work. <laughs> Dude, uh, dude, if you're going to, hey, audience, how many <laughs> single ladies do you think go to Lowe's to buy, you know, ceramics like toilets, tile, maybe a faucet or two? This is going to be Established women? Established single women who install their own. Dude, I feel like established single women don't have the time to be doing this. They're like, you know what? I'll, I got a guy for that. I know a guy. <laughs> Fair enough. I got other stuff going on. But you know what? Not this girl. You know what? Maybe she flips houses. <laughs> and she's a private contractor. I appreciate the vamping while I try to think of literally anything that's appropriate. I'm trying to think. I what want is... while we while we have this dead air, while we have this dead air, I want you mm-hmm. to try to think of what you would say in this situation. Okay. I already got it. Okay. I got one too. Well, it doesn't matter right. what mine is. is- <laughs> I already got one. Do you wanna, want me to give okay. you my line? No, because uh, uh, I don't want it to be accidentally my line. There's no All way. Right? So, There's literally so are, no way. Okay, but I'll we'll hear visit yours. It after, we'll visit it after the scene. We'll visit okay, it after okay, the okay, scene. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So we are at a Lowe's shopping for shower heads or other shower materials. All right, I'll shop for shower heads. Um, does this one... Excuse me, does this one, do you know, do you work here? Uh, No, but I've actually been coming in for a few days. I'm trying to pick out a shower head, yeah, but me like, too. I'm super you know indecisive one, about it. Yeah, do you know if this one has a pulsing feature? I know a lot of times you can s- switch between shower and, and jet. Do you know if this one does one of those? Um, This knob rotates right here, so I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if it had that kind of feature. Um. Maybe we can look for like uh, a booklet that has all the features on it. Um, but like, can I just say, I mean, like while we're here, um, yeah. you know, y- are you a shower? Because 
You seem incredibly expensive and hard to maintain. What? Dude, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. What you should have said is what I came up with in four seconds. Are you a shower? Because you got that drip. Alex, on Yum. what planet is the word drip actually part of my day-to-day lexicon? Bro, I'm just saying, do you think, I, first of all, that's the first time I've ever used maybe third time using drip in that context in my entire life. But I'm I'm hip with the uh, with the phrases of the young people, okay? And it's, you know, also a way to compliment them and not call them high maintenance. So, I mean, you're trying to pick them up. Eh, live and learn, like, you know? They're going to be in therapy. Be like, so a stranger just came up to me and told me I was high maintenance <laughs> today. What do you think that was about? Is there something about me? And the therapist would probably be like, hmm, probably not far from the truth. No, they'd probably be like, I think they must have been projecting. Um, That's very weird that that happened. So, Craig, why are you projecting? Anyways, moving on. <laughs> um, what is, well, what did you got a line for me? Yeah. Okay, so try something to the effect of, hey, do you have satellite TV? Sure. Um, you got one? I'll make one up. It'll be fine. Okay. I mean, it's not great, but it's not bad. So let's just make this normal. Um, we're at a bar. Um, neither one of us is the bartender because we don't hit on uh, people who, you know, provide for us. They're just being nice because that's their job. So um, I'm there um, by myself. You're there by yourself. Your friends actually just left. So you're waiting on an Uber. And for the sake of the story, my name can be Alex. Um, and, okay. uh, yours can be Craig. Craig. Yeah. We'll do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Hey, uh, what's going on? Oh, uh, I'm about to head out. I have an Uber on its way. Oh, I, oh, I saw you with the, your friends earlier. Um, they, they seem pretty cool. Yeah. 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 They were all carpooling and i live the opposite side of town so it's i usually just ride share on the way home yeah i totally get it i, I mean i think we might be going in the, the same direction do you mind if i share a ride with you um i kind of have a long drive and i wouldn't want to put that on anyone I, i'm okay with going by myself i appreciate it though yeah absolutely you know i i appreciate you just being upfront with me I, I really appreciate that you know what you remind me of uh a satellite um reception because dude i already forgot what you said satellite what service dish satellite do you have satellite satellite tv do you have satellite tv all right perfect um you know you remind me of satellite tv because after we're together uh for a while date a little bit we'll get married we're gonna have an incredible reception Okay. Invite your friends. It's going to be a party. Okay. I think mine would have been something to the effect of like, uh, are you satellite TV? Because it would take a pretty big storm to take you out. Something like what that. What does that even mean? I don't know, man. I genuinely pretty don't know. Pretty big storm to take you out. Two things come to my mind. Take you out like a hitman. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, wait, what do you mean? Yeah, um, was that the point? Was that what you trying to go for? <laughs> no. Oh yeah, no, you no, get no. it. You get well, it. <laughs> here's the thing: everyone that I knew with satellite TV, like whenever there was a storm, their satellite TV would go out. So that was the connection I was trying to make. And then I guess the play would have been like, oh, you kind of you need like the right storm to take you out, like take you out. Can we move on to the middle segment? I really want the audience to be like, oh, yeah, I totally get it. That would have totally worked on me. But it's literally impossible for that to have worked. Anyway, we'll move on to the middle segment because I know we love audience participation on this show. Um, And this came from that. Craig, this middle segment is called Crucial Conundrums from Our Concerned Congregation. So here on Crucial Conundrums from Our Concerned Congregation, I reached out to some of our dedicated listeners. And, you know, some of them had considerable feedback, but a lot of them had questions for you, me, or just the podcast in general. Some of them asked to remain anonymous. Some of them Actually, all of them wanted me to remain anonymous. Uh, no one wanted their name broadcast on here. So I'm just going to cover some of the big questions that they were asking. And this one came up too many times, actually. Um, and they wanted to remain anonymous. It is, why is Craig single? Well, it all started when I was born. And um, it's all kind of just been downhill from there. I mean, the real answer is, you know, I moved to a new state and then a pandemic hit. And, you know, my face isn't exactly one that promotes online dating in a healthy format. So, you know, we're just we're just living life. We're just going forward. We're just being us. All right. Um. The next concerned citizen with a conundrum from our congregation wanted to ask us, why are men dumb players who can't commit? Why are why men can't you, why are you a players dumb player who can't commit? Who can't Craig? commit. Um, it's mostly out of fear, fear that um, we will no longer feel the attraction that we once felt or that. Um, we will never feel attracted like we once were. And so it's easier to kind of cut, nip it in the bud while we're ahead of the game than it is to stick around and watch something that we thought might be good slowly dwindle into nothing. Okay. Here's my take. I got, I'm coming from this from two different perspectives. On a biological level, scientists would say that it doesn't reward the genes of a male who only reproduces with one person. If his genes were to spread to multiple people, uh, evolution says, natural selection says that if you produce the most offspring with as many different people, your genes will produce more offspring and, and replicate themselves. So that's on a biological level. On an emotional level, a person who is good with women needs practice. Very few guys who aren't around women a lot are good with women. So the guy, a successful player, is probably very good with women. And women are attracted to him. And then he just moves on. Now. Okay. Now, what's your take on this 
as a married man with a pregnant wife. I, a lot of people would think I have a player personality, but it's, guys, I'm going to peel back the onion here. I'm not actually a, am I allowed to say douchebag on this thing? If not, just bleep it out. I'm not actually a douchebag, okay? I just play one on a podcast, all right? So, I love women. I think they're extreme. I'm extremely attracted to them. Okay. I do. And I'm extremely attracted to them. So my thing was, is I had a few girlfriends in high school, but as soon as I got out of high school, I was just like, I need one girl who is going to keep me out of trouble. Yeah. I need, I need a girl who's better than everybody else. Um, I need a girl who's going to keep me out of trouble. Cause I knew it was not what I should be doing, you know, is seeing a bunch of women, but I also needed a girl that I wasn't going to regret being with in 20 years. Cause I didn't want to lock down a girl and be like, Oh geez, you know, 20 years down the road, she's asking me about kids, but the last thing I want to do is have kids with her kind of thing. So I ended up finding a wife who checked all the boxes. Perfect for me. Not too much like me, but enough like me that I'm in love with her. That's a joke. Uh, honey, please don't divorce me. Um, so that's what, you know what? Men are dumb players who can't commit. I gave you the reasons. I gave you the reasons why I did commit. Uh, maybe, but to be honest, audience, you don't want to, you wouldn't want to be with a guy like me. You don't. Or maybe you do. Let me know in the comments. I'll show my wife. Uh, Craig, a uh, dedicated listener, long time listener, uh, short time caller. What's the most stupid thing you've done, but you're proud of? Okay. This is the one that I knew about ahead of time. I think the genuine answer to this question is this podcast because listen every pair of guys in their 20s thinks that they're funny enough to do a podcast and whether or not we actually are is debatable you know we are not breaking any ground with this whole podcast idea and like we're doing an okay job at best but i'm still very incredibly proud of it because it is a creative outlet that i have needed for a very very long time and the fact that we've been able to be consistent with it for over three months and without having any really big missteps is something that I am genuinely proud of. Uh, stupidest thing that, I'm, that I've done that I'm proud of. Uh, I used to set out to get people's moms to like me. Like, all, like from elementary school on, my goal was meet the guy or girl, become friends with them. If I got their mom to like me, then we're going to be friends forever. And it pretty much worked. So now I'm like a mama's boy to everyone but my own mother. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty stupid, but I wear it like a badge of honor. Also, our entire friendship, also our entire friendship in high school kind of (laughs) umbrellas that whole stupid but proud moments. Like we did a lot of stupid things in high school together, but like. It's kind of the chef's kiss of the high school experience, yeah, so I would not trade that. Yeah, the good the good thing is we did a lot of stupid things that didn't get us in trouble. They were just stupid, so that's the that's how you're supposed yeah. to. Yeah, and like only one of us, only one of them almost got us killed. Yeah, and I would do it again. Um, yeah, dedicated listener number four says, "What are candle scents that you want that you guarantee no one else would want?" Okay, it's not one that nobody else would want. But, oh my god, <laughs> I would want a gas candle, a candle that smells like gas. 
but oh, is not gasoline, made of gas. Gasoline, by the way, not farts. Yes, yeah. Not one that's made of gasoline, because that would be dangerous. However, if we could find a way to just, like, encapsulate that, like, gasoline smell, I'd be okay with that. Okay, interesting. Um... A lot, of, yeah. A lot of people like the gasoline smell. I just wouldn't mind my house to sound like it's about to combust, um, and I think that would be yeah. very hard to tell those things apart. Um, I I'm trying to think of smells I like that nobody else likes. Um, because most of my smells are universal, like that one. I do like the smell. Oh, dirty laundry. Okay. Big fan of dirty laundry. Just the smell of it. I hate having it around and i like the thing is i like the smell of clean laundry more but like the laundry that doesn't have bo on it but if you wear it like three days it just smells like the per- there's no soap left there's no detergent it just smells like person i like that yeah sort of like uh yeah, or old that. sheets you know just now it just smells like the person big fan of dirty laundry but that would be super weird to sell in a candle yeah. Be like, send us your sheets. We'll make a candle that smells like you. <laughs> All right. Two more crazy questions from our crazy listeners that are concerned about us. Um, <laughs> This person's an instigator. Um, <laughs> wh- who would be the first to quit the podcast and why? Okay. There are... Two ways. I, I think either answer is um, acceptable. I would. I, I think either answer is believable because it could be me because I'm sick of editing the podcast and I just don't want to do it anymore. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just saying that would be the scenario in which it would happen. Or it could be you because you are the host that like is more show up and be a personality and you don't want to do that anymore. Like you could lose your investment in it pretty yeah. easily show up and be a personality so, that's very interesting yeah um, so like i just do a lot of the back end stuff so i could see you losing a personal investment more than i think me yeah uh okay i'll give two parts anyway i think it could be you because same reason you did is you do a lot of the guys i show up record i watch the movie a lot of times i'll prepare like a segment whatever but then i just email it to craig and he figures it out so if there's an edit that makes me sound really bad or i say something hella racist or whatever i don't control whether he cuts it out or not and i'm sure there's a lot of good things that i said i'm like oh no one's gonna be offended like that and craig's like i'm offended by that we're cutting it out and i'm sure there's things that are like you should have left that in to make me funnier and he cut that out so he makes himself look better i'm sure both have happened okay i am much more generous with your edits than you th- probably think I am. Oh, that's not there good. are lots of things that my gut reaction is, mm, I should cut that. But then I'm like, I'm going to let Alex, if anything bad happens, I'll, I'll let Alex man. sit in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can imagine a time where you're just like, dude, I'm, I'm done with this. You either need to do it or we're done. I can imagine myself quitting um, because maybe... This isn't, I'm not portraying myself how I want to be portrayed, if that makes sense. Like this whole persona, which is totally real, by the way, like I'm not acting as much as you might think I am, might come back to bite me in the butt. And a lot of people don't like me anymore. 
or think this is real. I'm sure there's a bunch of people listening to this podcast and like, oh, that's just Alex. Yeah, no, it's not. I promise it's not. I look cuter in person than my voice sounds, but uh, I think that could come back to bite me in the butt and maybe I would leave to do my own podcast or maybe leave to do one with somebody else to kind of capture my identity back and portray myself differently. And I think it would be hard for me to do that halfway through this podcast, especially since we're getting deeper and deeper. Episode 30, people are going to be like, yeah, bro, we know who you are. Okay. So if you weird leave to, to join change. another podcast, I'm burning the fortress down. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Just re- release all the stuff. Be like, excuse me. You thought this would never get released. Oof. If you leave because you don't want to do it anymore, fine. I accept that. But if you leave specifically to join another podcast, retribution. I think I would just do is going to be set all forth. the podcasts. I don't think I would leave this one to do another one. I think I would just do them all. And we can move on to our final question. This person, I mean, most people submitted a couple. Okay. So if we didn't get to your question, maybe we'll just save it for the, the next middle segment. But this person asks, um... What has been the most rewarding thing about starting this podcast and what's the most difficult part? So similar to the last one. So I think the most difficult part is we are now, we are no longer in launch hype. You know, we, we got a lot of listeners right off the bat, but because when you launch a new thing, it's exciting and people want to listen to it, but then people realize they don't like it or they're not as enthusiastic about it anymore. And that shows, you know, that is a visible thing that we can see behind the scenes. And that's by far the most difficult part. But it's okay because the most rewarding part is the fact that, like, I spend, you know, 90 minutes for across the course of four days, you know, putting this thing together. And this, this thing is for us and it and it flexes our creativity and it's just us doing what we love. And so that's why I'm okay with it. That's why I still enjoy it. Right. I think for me, the best and worst things are definitely going to change. I think right now the best thing is I get to flex this like comedy muscle and see if I can come up with stuff fast and prevent dead air from happening as much as possible. And just having a communication, getting very comfortable in front of a mic, I think it's good practice. Uh, bad thing about it is I'm forced to watch movies I would never see in my entire life because Craig brought up a title I agreed to quickly because I trust him and I have to watch a garbage movie and the whole time I'm like, is my friendship with Craig even worth it? The fact that he puts me through <laughs> see, this stuff. that's the thing I do like about this podcast though is I want this podcast to force both of us to watch movies that we would never watch otherwise. Like Train to Busan, I never would have watched that otherwise. But I still, even though I didn't love that movie, I still walked away happy that I had at least seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally get that. And then I guess I think the best part later is just going to be like getting more and more feedback from the people that are watching it. I think that'll be good. But I'm not in a rush. Like if this thing doesn't blow up for another like five years, totally cool with it. It's whatever. Because what I, what I think would be good is if we had a clip get popular and then they came back and they're like, oh, these guys have been doing it for years. Now we have a backlog. But if someone found us now, I mean, you can listen to all of our stuff in a day. Um, long day, rough day, but you could do it in a day. <laughs> um, so anyways, thank you for the questions, audience. Maybe I'll reach back out to you. Maybe you can reach out to me if you have anything good. Um, we'll do the segment again if oh, you like it. Uh, let's address 
let's address one more question that I know that you and I have both gotten a lot recently is, um, you know, like movie requests, you know, are we going to take movie requests? And the answer is kind of, you know, we appreciate suggestions, but doesn't mean we're going to do it. You know, this, this is like, we're just kind of in the flow. And if the movie doesn't fit with the flow, then might be, might be on the back burner. Yeah. I mean, it also helps, like, we have an idea of what movies we want to watch. If you also want to watch those movies, then we might push it up. But if it's not something that's on our radar, or maybe it's something I'm not super excited for, it's it'll, it'll be one of those, we'll watch it when we get to it. You know? But here we are, bro. 56 minutes in. Actually, more than that. Um, And we have to start a one-hit wonder. Thanks yeah. for the questions, though, audience. Appreciate you. Um, That was Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Uh, one hit wonder. So this one, Craig, that, uh, never coming back, never see again. Um, maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. It's called attack a pod, gain a cast or attack an occupation, gain a hater. Um, and we'll just trade occupations real quick and light them up and get people to hate us. Okay. Would you like to go first? (laughs) Can I bring, are you going to suggest something to me or can I just come to the table with something? Yeah, we, you know what? Let's come to the table with our own stuff. It's more real okay. that way. I got beef with dentists. I got hardcore beef with dentists. Okay. Because I don't know. I understand, you know, they're just trying to be friendly. And this is not a new complaint. But please do not talk to me when you have tools in my mouth. Please do not talk to me after the rec- after the chair has reclined that it is silence activated we are no longer in a friendly environment you are working on my teeth and nothing else please 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 also i do not get called more by any other medical professional than i do by my dentist like if i do not schedule my appointment like within the first day of them calling me, they're calling me every day until I make that appointment or I just, or like four or five days go on. Like I, I got beef with dentists. Okay. Totally get it. Still rather go to a dentist than a doctor, to be honest with you. Uh, But I am going to say one great thing. Chiropractors. Hey, chiropractors. You, my people. Yeah. Not real doctors. Not real doctors. Mm. And also, (laughs) doctors know that. Real doctors know that chiropractors aren't real doctors. Nope. It's like a gym teacher, but not a real teacher. Thanks, but no thanks. But that's okay. But that's okay. They're still my people. I I respect the heck out of them. Yeah, sure. Not a real occupation. Oh, real occupation, not a real doctor. All right. So as your stepdad audience, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword. I love you love your mother but i kind of need to have this uh push and pull relationship so for my attack pod gain a cast i'm only going to attack the occupations of our listeners (laughs) (laughs) if it works it works and if we go from 14 listeners a week to two my bet but i'm gonna attack teachers bro i yeah i know yeah i knew I knew. All right. Teachers. Um, everyone can do your job. I oh get why God. you don't make a lot of money. <laughs> and here's, let me tell you why everyone can do your job. 
Um, do you know how quickly you we our kids? I say our kids, like I have one, just started going, getting homeschooled during quarantine, and how easy that was to do. A lot of parents are like, oh I can't work God. and do this at the same time. But I'm like, yeah, imagine though you had all day and you only had to teach one subject and you got to teach it to six different classes. Imagine how good you would be at it. It's easy. The hard part you're dealing with is you have three kids, you're teaching four different subjects and you've never done it before and you get one shot. Teachers, your job is easy. You wonder why you make $40,000 a year because everyone can do it. Okay. Everyone can do it. Hey, teachers. Uh, Craig, this is you got Craig. another occupation? Um, I just want to say that uh, I do, in fact, appreciate teachers. And if you are a teacher, good on you. Um, it, it, it's difficult being a good teacher, but anyone can be a bad teacher. Anyway. Tomato, um, tomato. Yeah, tomato, tomato, potato. I can go again. Okay. If you want. Let's atta- Okay, no, let's attack the people that um let's attack the people that listen to our podcast. Hey, librarians. Ooh, it's just books. Hey librarians, it's just books. It's just books. And here's the thing about librarians is maybe I'm just envious because they have a lot of skills at their dip- disposal because librarians are trained to help trained to help somebody research and point them in the directions of the research materials that they need and i cannot do that however how hard could it really be hey your book is in the 700s let me clickety clack Ah, our robot's coming to bring it to us easy peasy not bad not bad honestly i didn't know that we had a a librarian listener or maybe we have a whole bunch of librarian listeners i didn't know that's news to me um for my next victim um psychology majors (laughs) (laughs) hey psychology majors keep your daddy issues to yourself bro we get it hey we get it your parents weren't there how you'd want them to be we get it there's some special thing about i'm the oldest i'm the middle child dude it's all aries and taurus to me bro does it matter pavlovian effect this id sexual things with your parents that bro the whole crying in your class because it got too real thing come on bro okay because you're gonna be in hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of debt before you can do anything with your degree and everyone's just gonna be like hey you're a psychology major right why do i do this and then you're gonna make something up that you think is from DSM-5, which may or may not be true, and you're going to tell everyone, oh yeah, I have anxiety, or you have ADHD, and everyone's going to get diagnosed with something, and you've been in class for three years, and half those were gen eds. So, hey, Sykes, leave me alone, and do something productive with your life. This is definitely going to be one of those let you sit in it kind of episodes. Oh, this is, (laughs) you are making your own bed this week. I'm just putting on the covers. Yeah, bro. Come at me. I'm not scared of you. Okay. Jesus, okay. peace, bro. Do, you guys in you your criminal minds. More? Forensic psychology. <laughs> bro, get out of here. What? Oh, my gosh. You're on your murder mystery shows on freaking Netflix. Your documentaries and stuff. 
Hey, psych majors, watch less documentaries. Read a book. Good grief. Oh, hey. Hang okay, out with the librarians. No, hold on. I, I, hold on. I am going to dig in on the psychology majors for a second. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, hey, other people's, <laughs> hey, hey, other people's death and murders are not your podcast content. Hey, guys, maybe find a podcast that doesn't involve people literally dying. All right, we went a little hard, and I actually love uh, hey. a lot of these people, so yes. please don't hate me. Um, it's all a joke. Yeah. yeah, it's all jokes. Hey, I'm a communications major. Communications is just psychology light. Everyone knows that. I know that. I'm in the same boat. Oh, man. Who else can we make fun of? Do we... Anybody else? Do we kind of want to just leave it at that, maybe? No, I got one more person. Okay. <laughs> If you are an athletic trainer, athletic therapist, (laughs) physical therapist, work with athletes, I'm coming for you. These are the same people that like hate anatomy, but that's literally the most important part of their job. Can you imagine if there was a cop who's like, yeah, I can't write tickets, but, or drive a car, but let me help you. Because half these PTs, bro. They're dealing with like elite athletes and they don't even know how the sport works. So, bro, you're telling me, right? You've never played a day of football in your life, correct? And I'm supposed to trust you when I sprained my ankle? See ya! Made up science. Hey, ATs, APs, PhD, PTs, whatever. Go hang out with the chiropractors and your fake science, bro. Because all you're going to do is say the same three things. Hey, stretch, warm up, cool down. Fixed it. I just took your job from you. Hang out with the teachers. Your job's that easy. Also, hang out with the psych. Dude, first of all, these people are just as bad as the psych majors where your school is going to cost $100,000 plus and you're going to make $0. Guess what? You're not going to work for a college. You're not going to work for a pro team. You're going to be that one person who walks someone through a skateboarding injury. Okay? Or someone's going to give birth right as people do and be like well my body's never back to where it was and you're like well i recommend physical therapy as a good friend do i stop him or do i let him keep going just to kind of like blow off the steam i'm not scared of any has i'm not scared of a single one of you chiropractors physical therapists psych majors i didn't even know we had a librarian but you're probably the only person who actually can do something about I mean, these teachers. I mean, they're not like Pokemon cards. Like, like, oh, we have the librarian card. We have the psychology card. All right. <laughs> this podcast <laughs> is going well. to be very incredibly long, and it's going to get us into a lot of trouble. This was our Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. Hey, Merry this is Christmas. our Christmas episode. <laughs> Merry Christmas. That was my hey. gift to you. <laughs> hey, hey, this Rude. comes out on the 23rd. This comes out on the 23rd. And if we... um objectively offended any of our friends that result in us not getting Christmas presents this year, I would just like to remind you that this was all Alex's idea and this is his true personality, even outside of the podcast. All right. Um. <laughs> Next week, <laughs> we're watching Donnie Brasco, which is the conclusion to December. Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't have anything to add to that. Um, um, please be kind to us. Please be gentle. No. Dude, what are these people going to do? Stop listening to the thing that we make. Oh, whatever. I don't need you. I got family. That being said, I know I offended some of my family. So (laughs) please, somebody support me, I guess. 
All right. Well, if you're still inclined, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Permanent Good. Um, we upload every Wednesday. Give us a review if you can. Otherwise, we're Actually, watching don't. Donnie Brasco After this episode, next week. Do not review this episode at all. As if we piss you off, especially don't leave a review on this episode. If this is not indicative of our aff- reviews. If we offended you in your job profession, send that clip to other people in your job profession. Like, just send the episode to everyone that's in your work bubble. And just, like, make sure to get as many takes as possible, you know? I think that would be really beneficial. There's going to be, like, burning crosses outside my house. I'm over with. I'm moving. Well, guys, thank you for listening. We appreciate all of you. Like, follow, leave leave a review. We love you to death. Thank you for listening. You shouldn't have. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Take care. Yeah, Merry Christmas. We'll see you next week. Adios. Bye. Thank you.